What is up, guys? Andy Anas, and welcome back to the Pod Slamma Jamma YouTube channel. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the upcoming spring game for the Houston Cougars football team. It is going to be an exciting time because it'll be our first look at what the new look Cougs look like heading into the first year ever in the Big 12. Once again, it's the Pod Slamma Jamma YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to hit subscribe and hit like to the video. It really helps us out. It takes five seconds to scroll down there on the other side. Our biggest things that we're looking forward to to the 2023 spring game for the Houston. Yeah, high standards, high goals, and we know we know what it takes to get there. I want to be on guard if I'm honest. Coaches, coach, players, play. You know, and that's a great place to be in your life. We could care less what other people think. Welcome into another episode of PSJ. And like I said at the top of the show before the intro, it's time for the 2023 spring football game. A lot of different positions to look forward to. And let's get right into it. What are you going to be looking forward to the most when it comes to this upcoming spring game for the Houston Cougars football team? Outside of quarterback, of course, that's the obvious. I'll start with receivers. And cornerbacks. I want to see how the DBs perform, and I want to see what how the receivers perform against those DBs. Which receiver is going to step up and take um, the position that Tank left open, which was previously had by Marquez Stevenson. Before that, you got um, Dunbar and, and and all the receivers that Houston has had um, traditionally within their program. I, I think it, it's been able to develop receivers. So I'm I'm looking to see the receivers who's going to step up and make plays for whoever quarterback wins the job and DB. That's another position that Houston's been able to develop and get players drafted and um, kind of struggled a little bit at times, but young players got um, playing time throughout the season. And I think that's going to be, they're going to be tested a lot in the big 12. Let's just say that. Yeah. Most definitely, that's only going to be the skills position. Like you said, they really struggled in Really in situations, in game-clinching situations and in, in fourth-quarter drives when they needed to get a stop. And there would be situations where they would get them on opposing teams on third and long, fourth and long situations to be able to clinch games. And they really struggled to be able to just make the big play to close those situations out. So that's definitely going to be a position group that's going to be a, something to keep an eye on and see how they've improved. And like you said, in a conference that they're going to be tested week in, and week out. Now, I think when you look at the other position, again, besides the quarterback position, it's pretty, pretty the 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 big thing from a fan perspective. You got to look at the lines, both offense and defense. And I know from offensive line, it's always we talked about it during our episodes earlier in the week about quarterbacks, quarterbacks and running backs about how really they're going to add an extra layer to the offense. Both battling the trenches are going to be key to the success of all those players. On the, from the skill positions and the quarterback as well. But even on the, the defensive line, it's kind of an underrated aspect of how many players that they're going to be losing when it comes to that defensive line. When you think of guys like Derek Parrish, when you think of DeAnthony Jones, and even Donovan Mutant, I know he wasn't on the line, but he was another key piece to that defense. It's going to be interesting to see how 
Doug Belk and the staff are able to kind of reorganize that side of the ball again. We mentioned, you mentioned the defensive backs group, but just overall the defense as a whole is going to be something to keep an eye on where, again, similar just like the DB group, they they had their struggles during the 20- Yeah, we lost Andy for a second, but I agree with Andy 1,000%, especially looking at um, both lines with the offensive line and the defensive line just starting with the defensive line you look at what you lose in Derek Parrish D'Anthony Jones like you mentioned Rich Rush from the outside but you bring it back Nelson Caesar but you you look at the tradition there um like I mentioned with cornerback there's a huge tradition there with Sack Avenue and ability to develop and get players drafted at a high level and so I think that's a that's a great brand a, a great a moniker to have within the program and referring to Sack Alvin. So that's very important. And like you just mentioned, Andy, and it's predicated with the defensive backs, with the D-line, because if you, you can get pressure and not to allow quarterbacks to sit back, you call your DBs don't have to cover as long. And also, if you want your quarterbacks to be successful or your running backs, you have to be able to block up front and create lanes. So, I mean, you hit the nail on the head um, with both sides of the ball. And offensive line, they have – a a lot of experience up front. And so I think they should be the position group that should lead this offense, in, in my opinion. But the defensive line, definitely going to have my eyes there. Who's going to step up? Who's going to make a name for themselves and really, really stand out? Absolutely, most definitely. And even on the offensive line, the losses that they've seen throughout the course of the offseason – and that position group is certainly going to be something to keep an eye on. I don't think this is a position where if we're looking at it from another position that maybe you're not necessarily worried about, but you, again, like you alluded to, they're going to be missing Tank Dell, which again, he kind of took the torch from Mark West Stevenson. We all feel like Matt Golden could be that next great receiver in line to kind of carry the tradition of success at that position for the Houston Cougars. And that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well. Just overall, the players that are able to play make at that position. We have really, that was a position that had a lot of depth coming into last season, suffered a lot of injuries. It was uncanny how many injuries that position group had during stretches of the game. But obviously that's going to be one of the most flashy uh, positions that, that fans are going to be looking forward to. And I think it's going to be one of their most deepest positions, like you said. Talk about depth. You look at what Golden, Brown, and Manjack, three players who at some point in the season last year produced, then you bring in all the the, the underclassmen, the freshmen, a really good freshman class coming in with Banks. And what's the other receiver? I think it's Hurd. He has a, a big-time uh, recruit. I can't remember. He has a longer last name. His name slips me right now. I don't know why, but um, they have talent coming in at receiver. And so, and, and one thing Holgerson does, he, he rotates those receivers. And so that's a, another position in that, although they're young, who's going to step up and be the, he's going to be the, the big time player, the number one receiver. Like Alton said, just mentioned, hey, I'm leading this group led by me. Who's going to be that guy receiver? I expect it to be Matthew Golden. I think he played primarily a lot on the outside last year, but I think he has that ability to play inside and be able to win, get him in one-on-one matchups, whether with a slot corner or a linebacker, and let him work inside the middle of the field as well as he already showed last year that he can work the numbers on the outside as well. So I think Matthew Golden is primed to step into this slot. But um, 
Sam Brown, he had a, a tremendous um, season last year. I, I expect him to take off what he will build on what he did last year and be another threat on the outside who's someone who you will have to keep a safety help over the top. So I, I think those two are probably, in my opinion, the top two receivers coming into this season. You mentioned new receivers are coming in, Jacoby Banks, Joshua Cobbs. Those are two big names a lot of fans have. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, no, I'm just – and transfers. Forgot we got transfers coming in as well. No, most definitely. That has always been able to find uh, sustained success, which has been one of the key reasons why that position group has been so successful over the course of the last few seasons. Now, of course, we touched on it earlier in the week. Quarterback position, this will really be the first real – anything that we have when we get to see Donovan Smith and Lucas Coley be in live game situations. I know Lucas Coley had playing time during the course of the 2022 season. We didn't really get to see him do much. I don't think he completed a pass during the season. And I think if I remember correctly, he might've just done like one or two. Mostly he was just in there to hand the ball off. So I think that's going to be, of course, that's the top number mm-hmm. one. That everyone's going to be watching on how do those two quarterbacks look and who, if, if either of them can, gain some separation from, at least from a fan standpoint, because it's really going to be the first time that anyone really gets a, a look at either in, in a Houston uniform. Most definitely. And I, I want to see how Lucas Coley looks throwing the football, the type of throws he make, because I, I've seen Donovan Smith. I know he can make all the throws. It's just about, like he mentioned um, in our other segment, in regards to cleaning up his footwork and being precise and accurate with his throws and not turning it over. But I, I want to see Lucas Coley, how he can throw the football, his timing, his accuracy. I, I feel confident that he can be he can make plays with um, with his legs, but I, I just I haven't seen it. So I want to see it to be able to really have an opinion on what he can do. Most definitely. And again, the spring football game will be this upcoming Friday, April 7th. I believe the doors will open at 6 p.m. for the general public. The game is slated to start at 7 p.m. And again, it's it's open and free to the public for at TDCU Stadium, 7 p.m. on Friday. So it'll be a good opportunity to be able to get a first look at the 2023 Houston Cougars football team that will be playing their first inaugural year in the Big 12. It's pretty much going to do it for today episode down i'll toss it over to you for any final closing thoughts and anything else you'd like to add in general just want to see the spring game see them come out and at least compete hopefully and pray for no injuries um throughout this entire spring and hopefully let the best man win as far as the quarterback job for sure. So like I said, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to hit the subscribe button again, not to hammer on the point. We're on the road to a thousand subs and we're trying to get to that a thousand subscriber milestone that really started last September when the 2022 football season started. So we're so close. We're trying to get over the finish line in regards to that. Like I said, it really helps us out and it only takes five seconds. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to do it. As always, thank you guys for tuning in to Potsdam pajama and and allowing us to be a part of your rotation whether it comes to podcast or anything like that as always down you get the final word go cool baby